What is up with it, Panther Nation? This is your sports editor, Daniel Sackhouse, and I'm here with Abby Carter coming to you from the Panther Pit for the 10th episode of the season. There aren't a lot of these left, so Abby, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good. In the sports world, you know, it was a very quiet and slow week, all things considered. I mean, there was a lot of things that a lot of teams were dealing, were riding off momentum from weeks prior that this week kind of really just cruised by. But we also do have some new new sports news to report. We're going to lead off this podcast with track, which is a sport we have not talked about at all. We got they had the Carroll to meet this past weekend, and just we're just going to run down some results here. Senior Colby Smith placed fifth in the eight hundred. Junior Garrett Jones placed second in the 1600. Junior Mark Stampley placed second in 300 hurdles. And he also won in long jump and placed third in the triple jump. Boys placed fourth in the 4x400 relay. Senior George Lukowski placed fifth in pole vault. Senior Joseph Rampey placed fourth in shot put. And on the girls' side, Junior Sidney Blair placed first in the 100 meter. Blair placed third in the 200 meter. Sorry. And then Senior Ali Walker placed first in the 800 meter. Junior Anson Evans Evers placed fourth in the 100 hurdles, and girls placed second and second in both the 4x4 and the 4x8 relays. And if if I'm right, both teams have placed top four in this meet. So we haven't had the chance to actually talk about them for a sec, but just to note that they do have a lot of talent on their team, and Stars Mill Track and Field has always been famous for always being able to put up com- competitive competitive athletes and we see that with Sydney with even especially in our junior class with Sydney Blair and Mark Stampley and a lot of those other guys doing really well but that's all we got for them they got another meet this weekend and then it's only it's only a couple weeks from now until region and then sectionals which are both going to be at Stars Mill and don't forget on Friday April 2nd is Friday Night Lights it's one of the biggest Stars Mill meets of the season so you better come down to Panda Stadium check that out as far as tennis both teams from what I know, are currently four and one in the region. Abby, you you know a bit more about about tennis right now since you got a chance to talk to to tennis coach Amy Everts in a coach's corner. So just tell us what you know. So I talked to Miss Ever about um, how the team has been doing, um, how their lineup is set up, um, how the captains are showing leadership with the team and everything, and they're doing great by what she has told me. Um, there's some younger players on the team and then there are some players that have been playing since 8th grade so it's a big difference between uh, the skill level but since they're all working together it's going through um, and preparing a um, a lot better Um, but we talked about strengths and weaknesses and she goes into a lot of depth over at the coach's corner so, you know, kind of like this is a situation where, you know, Coach Everett really is a, really is a first-year coach at Stars Mill because she was appointed the coach last last year, but they didn't really have a tennis season. So it's kind of interesting to note that they are really – they are starting to build up this – they really are starting to build up a well-oiled machine to be able to end up getting them all at a really good level later down the season. So if you want to know a little bit more about Coach Everett, Abby Carter to – Abby Carter's Coacher's Corner that just came out today. Go check that out. And then golf. The last, the one bit of tidbit I can tell you about golf is that both teams have podiumed at the Gwinnett Invitational. And even though they didn't place first, uh, even though they didn't place first, the bo- they were the highest placing 5A team, which is a very big deal. 
And from I actually just kind of had some conversation with the uh, golf coach, Ch- sorry, Burt Waller. And what we talked about is that the boys are going to have some company with St. Pius, and the girls are going to have some company against, I believe he said Woodward, but don't I can't confirm that. But we're at a really good spot right now. There's a lot of talent on our team, and hopefully we can get some more information about golf in the near future. But we're going to move on to some girl, some sports that we do know a lot more about and that's going to be and that's going to start off with boys lacks you know abby we you weren't here on the previous one so you didn't get to, we didn't get to really hear from you from the amount of sales game so just kind of tell me what you kind of saw from this boys team and their strengths from that game the boys um not to sales was not necessarily um a good level to show how they're uh how they play against each other. Uh, the competition um, wasn't really there. Uh, they they went strong. They came out. They defeated them. Um, the we didn't really get to see the freshman goalie in action, um, but they they did great. And uh, from what the team says, he's going to be a great asset to the team um, over the next. A uh, few games, and uh, overall, they were really good, really strong, um, and they they were smart about how they played and how they took uh, that uh, Mount to Sales team. Last time we were on Panther Pit, they had some really difficult games against Lasseter and Johns Creek. They end up losing narrowly 11-10 against Johns Creek two Saturdays ago. And they played Johns Creek last last Tuesday. It was a game where they were down most. They were down the. They were down the majority of the game, but they did keep it very close, and they never really went down. And they ended up losing twelve to eight against Johns Creek, and they got back to dominating form with the eighteen to two victory against Whitewater. And then yesterday, they also beat Northgate in their in one of their area games, twenty to zero. So they got an interesting. So. And leading up, and following this, they have a 10 to 1, they get to meet 10 to 1 Lambert, sorry, they get to meet 10 1 Lambert on Saturday, which is going to be one of their big, big road tests this season. And then they're going to have a bit bit of a break between games, including, including spring break, which all but one team is really going to be playing. We're going to get to that in a bit, but they're going to resume play on Tuesday against Fellowship Christian, and they'll have their area finale at home on Thursday, April 15th against McIntosh. Overall, I mean, we haven't we at the probably haven't been able to go to many lacrosse games, so I've been able to say with ver- with verifiable facts about how great this team is. But just looking at the scores, they do have a lot of firepower. They have like four co- they have what four college commits on their roster, so they've got the tools they need to make a big run. And moving on to girls' sacks, I got to go to the game against Lat. It was West Forsyth a couple weeks ago. It was it wasn't the best game for them and it ended up being kind of like a reality check so to speak for them because after that they end up dominating area and non-area play. They played a really tough game against Mill Creek a couple weeks ago in which they won 12 to 9. And since that loss versus West Forsyth, they have went 6-0-1 and they've scored an average of 13 goals per game and only one of those games Mill Creek was within single digits. I think they have a lot. Of, they like I said, they do have a lot of firepower. Leading off with Emma Grace Hepler, a really great captain on the team, and something that I kind of touched upon in the cover in the story against West Forsyth is that they have a situation where they have a lot of junior and senior leadership, 
just both of those both of those grades really providing a lot of leadership and unity for the team. And they've been able to play really well on both sides of the ball. And, you know, Coley, Caitlin Donovan, and defender Carly Jenkins are some standout seniors. Alexis Santiago, I can name a lot. I can name a lot, but the fact that, the fact of the matter is they have the pieces to make a big run, but we're going to have to see what that does against McIntosh, but that may not even be the biggest indicator. It's just really what happens in the playoffs, and ultimately it may end up, once again, this being a year where it comes down to us and Blessed Trinity, which it ends up usually come to, coming down to for Stars Mill Lacrosse. So until then, we've got a game tonight against Northgate. We'll let you know about results when the when that game is over with. Their next area match is going to be against Dutchtown on April 1st. And then after spring break, we've got Pope on Tuesday and then Trash on Wednesday, which I think is our area finale, but... I can't guarantee that for sure, but really after the 15th, that's kind of like the end of the season there for lacrosse. And I think there's a couple games for, for soccer and baseball, but really that's it. We're going to move on to soccer, which is kind of the mean potatoes of this next week because it is Battle of the Troops week. It's a week where we play Macintosh, and it's always the most exciting, one of the most exciting weeks because... Stars and Little McIntosh are one of, if not the two very best teams in 5A, if not the state. So it's always going to be exciting watching these teams go down. But it's going to be a little different for each team. You know, for the girls, they kind of had a rough start. But at this point, it kind of seems like a bad memory. They're undefeated in the region. They're playing really well. And they had a really good game against Nor- against Northside Columbus, which, Abby, you were there. If you could tell us a little bit about how that game went down. I was only there for the first half. Um, they were playing really good. They um, they kept the ball majority on the opposing team side right around the goal. Um, they, they've just improved so much since uh, the first time I've seen them in the season. Um, but I think, I think they can go uh, really far um, this year. Um, it's just great to see how well they've improved and how they're um, – just handling everything. You know, it's kind of a situation because I actually got to see their game against Pace 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 Academy the other day. It was kind of a situation. I feel like they're put in a situation where Coach Bowen is really more of a coach that he likes possession. He likes holding on to the ball. But they're also put in situations where they can just take the ball and run with it and then hit hard in the opponent's territory. And that's what they've been doing really well. Because like when you have a they have a really aggressive forward in senior Chloe Thompson, who's been able to push the field really well. A really good strong mid, a really good strong midfield led by senior Darby Olive, and then a great defense with with Cecily Shaber and Captain Mary Jane Gagliano. So they've got a great roster from head to toe, and it's, and they've been working really well together. But it's gonna be very interesting what they do against McIntosh. This is going to be their test to see if this, if that nightmare from February was, is a thing of the past. Are, are, they, are they going to flounder? Hopefully not. But all things considered, they've had, a, they've had a lot of situations where they've been able to learn and give McIntosh a really, really tough game. They're going to be the first of two games on April 1st, Battle of the Troops at McIntosh High School at 6 p.m. Now moving on to the boys' side, they are still undefeated, and they have not—they've allowed goals. They've allowed more than one goal one time this season, and in region play, they've been outscoring opponents twenty-seven to two. 
And that also includes a Mercy Rule game, which, Abby, you were at again, so if you could input a little bit. Uh, I was there for that whole game. It was amazing. The boys were just unstoppable. Um, the, after the second half, they put in some of their younger players from um, like the sophomore, uh, junior, and they were just unbelievable. Um, they scored goals. And um, they put in another goalie after the half. After the half, and it was just like the same team. There's no difference in energy or anything whatsoever. They just kept that up. And uh, Buck was right when I talked to him a few weeks ago. Uh, all their boys are ready, and at a moment's notice, any one of them can go in, and they won't miss a beat. And we and Joss, our Jocelyn Weber actually talked with Coach Buck after the game, and here's what he had to say. You know, a game like tonight was nice so we could, you know, get everybody some time because, you know, the playoffs aren't too far away. And that's what it's going to, you know, start tightening up for us a little bit. Um, you know, and we're, we're just really focusing on making sure we're, A, as healthy as possible and as sharp as we can because, you know, we have, you know, two good teams in Pace and East Coweta next week. And then, obviously, the week after that's the one that everybody talks about, which is McIntosh coming yep. up. So. You know. Is there anything specific you think you need to work on that will go into those upcoming games to help in the playoffs? Um, well, one, you know, like what we did tonight was, you know, adding to our depth right. because you know the boys that are, boys that have played a lot, you know, if we do have somebody go down, mm-hmm. I'm very I'm very comfortable saying, you know what, the guys on the bench can definitely do the job. You know, style-wise, you know, I, I'd like for us to be a little cleaner in the, you know, in the final third, do a better job finishing. But you know, that that just that'll come. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, not, I'm not concerned about it. Yeah. And what do you guys think you learned from tonight? Um, well, one that we have a bright future with our young guys. You know, and all, all credit to Northside. They they played really really hard, and you know they worked really really hard. And mm-hmm. you know our our guys they were they were a pretty physical team, and our younger guys handled it really really well, which yeah. was nice. And uh, those uh, three goals scored by Ricardo in the uh-huh. first five minutes, how do you think that impacts the team? And like oh, they love overall? it. They love it because you know it, it's such a good reward, like for a guy like Ricardo who he, he doesn't he didn't start tonight, mm-hmm. but he's in practice every day, and that's one of the nice things about this group is the camaraderie is so good. Mm-hmm. The boys really do enjoy each other, that's and they, even for a guy to come off the bench score three goals, you know they were as happy for him as he was. Right. So that was super, that was really really nice to see. More often than not in this season, the boys have been put in a situation where they're winning and they can just throw some of their, like you were saying, they can just throw some of their younger guys in and that ends up that ends up giving all of them good experience beyond the board and more importantly, it keeps everybody fresh where, ever, where the starters aren't playing, aren't playing 40 minutes game after game after game. When they get into the playoffs, they're fresh, but they're not going to have the situation against McIntosh, also undefeated, 14-0. One of these teams is leaving undefeated. And this is, I will argue that this may be the best game, this may be the best soccer game in the state of Georgia this season with how much, with how much these teams hate each other, how much these schools hate each other. We are probably the most evenly contested with McIntosh in any other sport than in boys soccer. It is gonna be one of the best games we've seen across ev- all sports this season but let's mention in the playoffs that private schools are in 5a now so you know plus a trinity and saint pius 
Those teams are gonna re are gonna possibly cause some trouble for Fayette County's reign that we've had because it's always been us, McIntosh, Fayette County. That may not be the same anymore with Blessed Trinity and St. Pius and some of these other private schools that you're here, but we will we will see. Battle for the troops, second game, boys, Thursday, April first at eight p.m. We're gonna wrap this up on some baseball, in which well, a couple weeks ago they had a really really bad showing against McIntosh in a 62 loss, which is interesting because at the the day before that they were down like I believe it was they were down by two runs. They were down six to four, and they end up coming at the bottom of the seventh and end up coming back to make that win. And you would think that that momentum would push them to have a really good game against McIntosh. No. It was a bad game. They could, they hit a lot of balls, didn't come down, recorded three errors. Pitching was pro, pitching was very problematic. It wasn't a good game, and that kind of that kind of carried into their Monday game where they lost to Marist at home nine to five. But something happened. You know, their game got rained. Their game got rained out, and they ended up playing on Wednesday against Northside in Northside instead of Tuesday. So. Whatever happened, they played a lot better. They played they beat Northside 11 to 1. Wasn't even close. But then then the next game you have a 10 inning game against Harris County where where Stars Mill held as long as they possibly could until Harris County just got one last push to end up taking the game. Their play right now is getting better. And it's I think McIntosh was a lightning bolt reminder and even Maris too is like they need work. They, on paper, they're the best team in this state. But honestly, in practice, from what I've seen, that's just there's reason to be fairly skeptic. And case in point is the Northgate game. is is true. They hit a lot better. And you know, Bryce and Daniel pitched well, which he can throw a mean curveball. And but they also had some struggles closing out. They had they got six. They got six runs to seven runs in the in the sixth inning, and all they needed was just one good hit to close out the game, and they just couldn't get it. Sure, I mean hitting is hard, but it's it's problematic when this is happening most games where they have tr when a good chunk of these games they're like they're having issues closing it out all the way through, and all they need is just one or two runs to really finish the deal. Nevertheless, they did finish a seven to one with a seven to one victory. Before you know, or after you know, sh recording three runs in the seventh inning, which isn't a good indicator. And actually, I ended up talking with Coach Mosley after that game, and here's what he had to say: We haven't been playing. We haven't been hitting. We started hitting a little bit now, so we're playing better. We. Got to, you know, we got to do the fundamentals of baseball. And when we do that, we're pretty good. When we don't do it, we're not very good. So. What's the keys, you know, getting a good – what's the keys to getting a good base hit? Being aggressive, not getting in a hole. Um, you know, if you get fastball early in the count, you got to swing. You know, you can't go down 0-1, 0-2. You know, further behind the count you get, the harder it is to hit. So we just had not been being aggressive. So, you know, we started being a little more aggressive, and it's working out for us. When uh, when you do have aggressive games like this, what does that do? You know, for confidence and making sure yeah, that just saying, like you said, it just builds confidence. You know, you just got to keep swinging. Mm -hmm. So that's it. And I did talk about with a little a little bit as well. Um, you know, some of the and you and I talked about it last week. You know, some of the little things. 
Is is that a situation of mentality or mentality, is it oversight? Concentration, oversight, all of it, yes. It's a mentality that is important enough to you that you got to do all the little things right, right? Just like in school, you got to do all the little things right. What's the next step, you know, as you guys prepare for a big road trip? Four, four straightaway games. Yeah, we just, you know, we got to rest this weekend. You know, we've had a rough, long week this week going down, you know, two hour and a half, two hour trips back to back. And uh, we just got to rest, get our bodies ready to go. It is a problem with fundamentals, especially when you have a lot of this talent. It's easy to have oversight and forget about these very important things that are very little. And ultimately, it's just a situation where, like Coach Moses said, you just got to do all the little things right. But they're getting there, and it's a process. They've still got a good chunk of the season to go. This season doesn't end until the 16th. So I think it's safe to say that if they that they have a good, good time turning this around, and I don't think there's enough cause for alarm because, again, they do have a really good roster, and they have been working a lot of Kings out. And if you don't believe me, hear what Ch Senior Che Yeager has to say. Uh, just a mindset that we have to get the jobs done. We had to make the routine plays. We had to get those clutch hits. And we had to do everything almost perfectly to win these games. And that's what we're doing. When you end up getting these performances like this, how does that, cha how does that change momentum? How does that change momentum? Yes, yeah, so, sorry. That's fine. It, feel, I mean, it feels good to win these games and to come out, have some confidence in ourselves and our lineup that we've been switching around a few times. So it's just big to come out here and win after a loss last night. We went 10 innings, so it just feels good to come out and get a dub and just dominate. And you did you didn't mention it. Lineups have been shifted around. What has that what has that been like? Been playing playing around with these different lineups? It's been good trying to figure out like where people are good at playing, who can get the jobs done, who really wants to play and show out for us. So it's it's been going pretty good. You know, pretty solid game tonight. So. Uh, how do you guys, where do you guys go from here in practice Monday and then you head off on a big on a big road streak Tuesday and the rest of the week? So we're going to just uh, work on the little things, PFPs, get like base running, the things that we really need to focus on because we're hitting the big things, but there's a few little things that we're still having trouble with, so we just got to figure that out. And I think we'll be good. Let me just list off some names. Uh, Thad Ector, really great hitter. He's getting out of his slump and he's proving why he is a force to be reckoned with. Eli Jones, fantastic pitcher. Then you have Declan Dunn and Daniel Corny, who are also really good pitchers. Sean, a fantastic bat and a really good catcher as well. Ben Mosley, really great hitter. Josh Tate, phenomenal shortstop and hitter. I mean, that's a good chunk of the team just off the top of my head. Is It's that they have talent and a lot of it. And... It's all usable. It's just about how, how they're going to use it and how they're going to maximize that potential as they go down the road. And they have been working well with that. They've had a, they've, they were scheduled to have a really hard road, road trip this week. And to start that off, they actually won 7-3 against Houston County, which was a really good win for them. Their non-region game against Pike ended up getting canceled, and they won 14 to nothing against Griffin. And then their win against, and then they have a rematch against Whitewater in Whitewater at 7 p.m. Friday. Whitewater is going to be out looking for for blood. They dealt with a come come from behind loss the other day. This is going to be something where Whitewater is going to come full force. And then next week we've got McIntosh at home at 5:30, Northside at home at 5:30, and then on Friday, 
I'm sorry, Thursday, Northside at home at 5.30. And then Friday, Harris County at home, at, I believe, is 5.30 as well. And then you got spring break. you think they'd be done, but no, they've still got some good some games to play. They've got an away game at Northgate at 1 p.m. And a doubleheader at home against reigning 7A champion Parkview on Thursday starting at 2 p.m. If you're not doing any of that Thursday, come out. I think it's going to be a really really good test for them and how good they actually are and, a, and an indicator of what they need to do to end up going the distance and then friday they got a home giving us griffin and that's the and that's the news from the panther pit you know kind of really quiet this week it's really mainly about looking and seeing where these teams are going to go because we don't have that much time left we've only got like three weeks left in this season for most of these teams they're really making that final push to see the work where they can go. I mean, even both soccer teams already clinched for the playoffs, so there's way less worry there. But, you know, they're still pushing for a region title. You know, end up beating McIntosh, winning out. They've got, them re- they've got the region title. Track, you know, they've still got a couple meets left until region. Golf and tennis, I don't know that much about. But, you know, they're about halfway through their seasons. Baseball, it's just... They they just can't let up at this point. And then Lax, uh, you know, region area competition isn't that good. It never really has been. But it's really in the playoffs for them. And we're getting so close to playoff time. It's really just what are these games going to mean for this team? What do they need to fix going into the playoffs? Because once we get into playoff time, it is all or nothing. It's going to be who's going to – it's just – Who's going to win after the week and who's going to be who's going to lose and who's going to be alive for the next week as hopefully we've got a good chunk of teams playing in May. That's all from the Panther Pit for myself and Abby Carter. I'm Daniel Stackhouse. Thank you for listening. If you want to check out the Prowler stuff, the sports section on the prowlernews.org. We've got it all. Coaches corners, cover stories, podcasts, everything. Go check it out. I'm Daniel Stackhouse. Thank you for listening. Go Panthers.